The Metropolitan Opera Guild is the premier arts education organization dedicated to enriching the lives of children and adults through the magic and artistry of opera. To learn more about the Guild's many exciting programs and events, please visit metguild.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Metropolitan Opera Guild podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Baratera, and the goal of our podcast is to share knowledge and insights into the operatic art form, drawing our content from a variety of different educational programming that we have going on here at Lincoln Center in New York City. Here at the Guild, we have a roster of live events happening throughout the opera season, such as pre-performance lectures, artist interviews, and opera courses that run in the afternoons, evenings, and weekends. And our podcast episodes frequently draw upon these classes and events for our content. And for today's episode, we are very happy to present a special artist interview that took place in March of 2016 as part of our Singer's Studio series with Opera News. In this interview, tenor Roberto Alagna sits down with Opera News Editor-in-Chief F. Paul Driscoll to talk about his life and career. To give you some context, this interview took place just after Alagna's very successful run in the Met's new production of Manon Lescaut, in which he replaced Jonas Kaufmann as Des Grieux with only a few weeks' notice. Also noted in the interview is the fact that it took place only an hour prior to Alanya's wife, Alexandra Kurtzak, taking the Met stage as Adina in La Lazire d'Amore. Kurtzak had been ill in the days leading up to the performance, so Alanya, being the wonderful husband that he is, rushed off immediately after the interview to support his wife. So there you have it, Roberto Alanya is a charming hero on and off the stage. Heroic acts aside, Alanya is an incredibly talented musician with a storied career, so I hope you enjoy this singer's studio interview where he dives into all kinds of behind-the-scenes info about his life and work. Thank you very much. Thanks. Welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> so let's start with the Manalesco and that telephone call. <laughs> you, you were here thinking that you were going to be doing Canio at the Met, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you saw it, but he was superb. Thank you very much. But he didn't yeah. get to do very many of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, the, the night uh, after the, the show, mm -hmm. after the Pagliacci, I received uh, an SMS, you know, please... Uh, it was Peter Gelb. Please, Roberto, as soon you awake, please call me. <laughs> it's urgent. Uh, I said, okay, maybe because I know very well Peter Gelb, you know. I said, maybe somebody is ill. But I was thinking about uh, Yoon Hoon Lee mm -hmm. because he was singing uh, Cavalleria and he was not well during the general rehearsal and uh, the, the, understock, um, the cover mm -hmm. was there to sing for, for him. And I said, maybe it's for that. He called me to sing Cavalleria and Pagliacci. And when I called him, he said, no, it's not that. It's uh, Manon Lescaut. <laughs> I said, but I, I don't know the, 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 the opera. I know the opera like this, you know, because um, I, I tried to study uh, 10 years ago, but uh, I had no opportunity to sing that because I had to cancel the, the project. And he said, um, do you think you can learn 
in very fast this? I say, okay, I can learn fast, but uh, how, how fast do you want it? <laughs> and he said, okay, the, it was on the 26th of uh, February, mm -hmm. 26. And the first night, and the general result was on the 8th. I said, oh my God, without uh, Sunday, it's just nine days to work it. I said, okay, uh, I will give you my answer tomorrow. He said, no, 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 you must give me the answer now. <laughs> I said, I can't. Okay, this afternoon I will come to the, the, the Met and I will look the score and I will give you my answer. He said, stay home. You, uh, you will receive the, the, the score as soon as possible. Okay, 10 minutes after, <laughs> I received the score. Peter Gelb, and now you can give me... Okay. I said, okay, Peter, I can imagine you are in big trouble. He said, oh yeah, you can't imagine how. <laughs> I said, okay, if you take the, the risk, I will take with you. He said, okay, thank you. And uh, I start uh, to work the day after, on the 27th. I had four days to memorize the, the, the part. And from the Monday, the 1st of March, uh, I rehearsed with the orchestra and the entire company till the Friday. And after that, it was the general rehearsal. Uh, it means nine days to do this work. But, okay, I made it. But you can't imagine how it's difficult to do the first night in this condition. In fact, it's the first time in my life I said to my wife, but uh, the audience was, was there because I was so in the part looking at the score in my mind, you know, because too much information. And uh, it was impossible to control the voice, impossible to, uh, to enjoy the night, you know, the stage and everything, because I was just in the score in, in my mind. And, uh, uh, but I think the first night was good. And after that, it was better and better and better. <laughs> and now I'm very happy because it was a big challenge, but I'm happy to do to, to done that. So when you look at the score, I mean, were you, mm. I mean, you didn't have very long to look at it, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you, 10 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it wasn't that there was anything in the score uh, in terms of the musical challenges that were... You know, when you look at the score, the, you can understand very well. If you know, you know very well your voice, mm. you, you understand the difficulties. And when I saw the first page, I said, oh my God, <laughs> you have difficulties after difficulties. Mm -hmm. Every page is yeah. in this part. Because in fact, it's Manolesco, but Degrieux, I think it's the most difficult part in the opera. Because in the first act, you sing two arias. One just after yeah. one phrase, Travoi Belle. After that, you have the big duet. You have a, a very difficult phrase. In fact, you know, uh, Franco Corelli uh, studied the part and he decided not to sing the part just for one note in the first act. This B natural is so difficult to sing this B natural and uh, Puccini wrote also a variation. If you want, you can sing something else. But just for that, Corelli said, no, I don't want to sing the part. You know? Because it's in the first act, it's a phrase very, very, very difficult to sing. Um, and when I, I saw the score, I said, oh my God, now, okay, difficulties here, difficulties are here. And after that, I closed the score. I said, okay, it's full of difficulties. <laughs> okay, I will try to do something. But okay. And when you arrive at the second act, it's <laughs> more difficult because you start in the very dramatic uh, sound with, with her. 
in, the, in this uh, tutu amore. Mm -hmm. And you said, okay, now the third act will be less difficult. <laughs> Not at all. Exactly. It's worse. <laughs> because there it's spin, or dramatic, or everything. And the last act, you say, okay, now it's easy because uh, uh, she will sing more and you have just some phrases. Not at all. <laughs> it's more <laughs> difficult. Again, with top notes, top C, and uh, okay. But uh, at the end, you said, okay, it was an, a wonderful challenge because the part is amazing. The music of Puccini. I think it's the one of the most beautiful uh, Puccini opera. Mm -hmm. And uh, you must have a lot of qualities because uh, at the beginning it's a young guy, a very, very shy and very a uh, little bit naive, you know. And slowly and slowly it became more, more dramatic. And at the end it's like, like uh, Turandot, mm -hmm. like Calaf, like uh, this kind of repertoire, you know, heavy repertoire. And uh, okay, and it was also a pleasure to sing with uh, such a wonderful cast with Christine. It's, it was my first time with her and she's a great, great partner. And now we are working on Butterfly. We just finished the, the rehearsal. We have tomorrow the last one and we start a new adventure. And after that, in June, in June we'll uh, sing together and with Alexandre, also my wife, La Juive. Another very, very difficult opera, very long and uh, with a lot of difficulties, maybe more than, than De Grieux. I think it's terrible to be a tenor because <laughs> <laughs> everything is difficult for a tenor. Even, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, even a, a very, very short part, you know, like Pagliacci. Mm -hmm. It's short and very difficult from the beginning. You know, in Pagliacci, you can break your voice in the first phrase. It's like this, but uh, okay. But we try to manage everything. So where is the La Juive? La Juive, it will be in, uh, in Munich. In Munich. Mm -hmm. And so is this sort of a season of Caruso roles for you? I never think about that, you know, because uh, I am too shy to ask a director um, to do something for me. Mm -hmm. I never ask um, to do something. When I receive an offer, I said yes or no. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know, it's like this. You know, this, this morning I met uh, Placido. Mm -hmm. he, was, uh, he was doing uh, the rehearsal of uh, Simon Bocanegra. And uh, I said, oh, Placido, how are you? Okay. And he said, Oh, you are singing my repertoire. 
<laughs> no, with Vasco and, uh, you know, mm. the seed, uh, this kind of effort. I said, yes, but the problem, you sang that very young, and now I am old <laughs> to sing this repertoire. I said, but he said, okay, but you are in good form. Um, yeah. so you this know, this repertoire, uh, sometimes it's better to sing this repertoire younger. Because uh, when you start to be mature, you have the... the for, for the interpretation, the maturity. Yes. But the athletic uh, uh -huh. side is, is gone. <laughs> so, of all the roles that you have now, what do you think is the most difficult? But, I mean, moving aside, having to do something on nine days' notice, but <laughs> just something that's most difficult on the page. I told you, everything is difficult. Mm -hmm. tenor, you know, for the soprano, sometimes you have some phrases you can rest, even singing. The baritone, the same. You know, you have some tessitura where you can rest, the same for the bass, for the mezzo-soprano. But for a tenor, you never rest. <laughs> because the tenor is not a natural sound. Mm -hmm. Two centuries ago, the tenor doesn't exi exist. The tenor is new, it's a mutation. We are like X-Men, you know, <laughs> superhero. It's a mutation. Somebody had this idea to do top notes, top C, mm -hmm. in full voice. It was Gilbert Dupré, a French guy. Crazy guy. Okay, but everything changed in that moment. Mm -hmm. The tenor modern uh, was uh, invented in that moment. And it's very difficult because it's not a natural sound. It's not a normal voice. The normal voice, it's a baritone one for the men. Mm -hmm. But the tenor today, it's, uh, it seems natural, but it's not. But uh, in, the, in the same time, I think the tenor voice today is the most popular. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's a, a voice, a um, little bit different, strange voice. Mm -hmm. How you can sing top note like a woman, mm -hmm. but in full voice and uh, like, like a man, mm -hmm. you know? It's uh, something strange, but uh, this is the, the most interesting. Because, uh, and for this, the, the tenor is all, all the time in trouble, <laughs> because, because it's not normal. It's not normal voice. So when you started singing, you were quite young. Woof! Yes. Yeah, I have recording of me when I was four years old. <laughs> so how long did it take before you thought about opera as a career? Or oh. Did you, did you think that you would be doing? I always uh, was in love with opera. Opera, mm -hmm. always. But for me, again, they were superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know, because I had a lot of tenors in my family. And when you have this kind of voice, and you are a shy uh, child, children, mm -hmm. it's impossible to say, okay, I would like to do the same. Because for you, it, they are like gods. You know? When I heard my uncle singing Pagliacci or mm -hmm. Bohème, I was so impressed. I said, my God, but this man is, is God. It's a God. And uh, I, I remember when my mom said, you sure you want to become an opera singer? I said, no, no, I just, I would like to, to sing in a choir. Mm -hmm. This is... It was my, my biggest ambition. And um, when I met my first teacher, mm -hmm. I was uh, 17 years old, it was the first one who said, you know, you are a tenor voice. I said, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible because uh, I sang many, uh, very, very young, but I sang popular songs, traditional mm -hmm. songs. And when I was alone in my, in my bedroom, I start to, uh, I, I try to sing like a tenor. Mm -hmm. But I think I, it was a, something uh, like, a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, because I, when you are shy, 
it's impossible to sing in front of somebody, you know? And you put everything in your, in your stomach, you know? It's like a volcano. And when you, after that, you are alone trying to sing, it's like this volcano goes, goes uh, mm. um, and I was like this. I was uh, screaming like, like, uh, like a crazy guy, you know? But, uh, but I, I always uh, loved to sing uh, opera. For me, it was, uh, it was my uh, unreachable uh, dream, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks God, this dream came true. Because you did, at the very beginning, a lot of Alfredos, yes? I sang my first opera when I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. and, and my first opera was La Fille du Régiment. My first opera. And after that, I sang five operas in one week. Where? In Paris. Uh-huh. And uh, I sang there because it was, it was um, a competition Mm -hmm. for, for um, uh, singers, and it was with a, uh, a small orchestra, but not the entire opera. It was just scene. It was the entire opera, but without co choir. Mm -hmm. okay. and, but the, the, all the duet or the arias, and uh, they called me because they had no tenor. And I sang in one week, Carmen, Trovatore, Traviata, Rigoletto, and Romeo. <laughs> Every day. But for me, it was normal because <laughs> I sang for eight years in cabaret every night yeah. from midnight to six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. For me, it was the continuity of that. And, uh, you know, in that moment, in that time, I slept only three hours at, at the night because during the day, I studied opera. Mm -hmm. yeah. that was, uh, that's why b I became uh, insomniac. <laughs> <laughs> but how old were you or how long had you been doing this when you realized that you were going to have to apply yourself in a different way? Because obviously... I never realized, even today. 
<laughs> I am all the time very surprised to be on stage with, with people and singing opera. All the time I said, I'm dreaming or not. <laughs> yes, I know, but you have a very sure sense of your own technique. I mean, that's based on my observation. I know my voice, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So mm -hmm. how long did that take before you, I mean, you know your voice, you know what's right for you. You don't seem to make mistakes as far as repertoire goes. Again, for a tenor, and you know mm -hmm. very well, it's very difficult to manage three notes. Mi, fa, sol. E, F, G. This is very, very, very difficult. And to be able to uh, control those three notes, you have to work 10 years to control that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was lucky because I started very, very young. Mm -hmm. And when I, I started to, to at uh, 17, I, I was quite ready at 27. Mm -hmm. I sang. But to, to control very well those notes, you have to, to work a lot. And after that, you must uh, have uh, self-confidence. But it's not easy because, you know, you read critics and you say, oh my god, I, I, I'm not good. Mm -hmm. you know, all the time, it's, it's, it's like this. And um, in fact, you never know. Um, you, you can't be sure of your uh, voice 100%. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Because every night, something can happen. It's like uh, the, the skating, you know, when they, they do the sure. triple axel. Mm -hmm. They do 1,000 times very well, and in the, the day of the, the competition, they break the, the... This is the same, because, because uh, of a lot of... Uh, um, it's difficult to be in good form 100% every night. It's mm -hmm. impossible. It's impossible. And you have to to manage with what you have. If you don't sleep well, if you, are, you have uh, uh, trouble, you know, with your stomach, uh, with the reflux, you have not well with your voice. Today, for example, my wife has to sing uh, Elisabeth D'Amore, and she has a trachea. And mm. she, she'll be ab maybe able to sing, but not 100%. Uh, but she, she will try, because an artist, the mission of the, the artist is to go through your possibilities. This is the most important for me. Even when I'm not well, I try to, to, to give something. Because sometimes, even when you are not well, you can give emotions to people. And maybe more, mm -hmm. sometimes. And you know, Caruso said that, you know, I'm in good form just two days during the year. Mm -hmm. And those two days, I'm, I'm not singing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite theater to sing in? I love to sing everywhere. Uh -huh. Yeah, because because for me, uh, opera and uh, this music, it's like a, relig a religion mm -hmm. for me. And for me, the theater is like a temple. Mm -hmm. And when I am in the theater, I feel comfortable. I feel at home. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, again, when you are shy, you are not very well. In every moment, you, you, you don't feel comfortable. But the only place where I am comfortable 100% it's on stage because on stage I can be somebody else. Okay, speaking of somebody else, we're going to queue up the video clip. This is from Arina di Verona, um, Pagliacci, and Mr. Lanya singing Kanya. <laughs>
you put the most charming moment. <laughs> well, I know it's not a lot, of, a lot of singing, but I just wanted to get that jump in because I don't think too many Kanyos <laughs> could do. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny now because, you know, we spoke about this note, you know, yes. for, about Corelli. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the, it's the truth, mm -hmm. but this B natural, no? To sing this B natural. And now I sang here four B natural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. where, where did you learn, that, I mean, you have of all, I mean, of all voice types, but certainly of tenors, you have an incredible control of your body on stage. Mm -hmm. it, the movement is very expressive. I mean, I don't, if you didn't see the, um, the, the Pagliacci at the Met, but your entrance mm -hmm. in the last scene was heartbreaking because nice. it's this isolated little fellow sort of mm -hmm. shuffling on. And you, know, what, you weren't doing anything flashy, but you drew attention to it because it was a, the, the perfect rhythm for it. Mm -hmm. Did you study mime or I dance? By myself. No, 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 no. You know, I was an, an acrobat when I was young. Yes. I, I had mean, circus and everything. And I was very, very uh, comfortable with my body. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made a lot of sport when I was young. And, uh, but I think the most important is because I like the, 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 I don't know how to explain that. Sorry for my English. You know, I have my, my brothers. Uh, sculptor mm -hmm. also and I like the aesthetic of the the body and everything and when I am on stage I always have have in my mind a camera like mm -hmm. this filming myself and uh, all the time I try to imagine uh, this camera uh, filming around my my body mm -hmm. to have to have a uh, same all the time um, a good a good uh, line yes. and everything it's very important and for for me it's very important also to, to say something with your shoulder. Mm -hmm. This is very, very important to, uh, to, have, to, to speak also with your shoulder. It's not easy to mm -hmm. do, but you can. You can say a lot of things, you know, with your shoulder. This is my specialty. Mm -hmm. All the time I try to, <laughs> to sing in, in with my, my, my shoulder because, because you can express a lot mm -hmm. with your shoulder. Um, happiness, uh, uh, sadness, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, all the, the sentiment. You can say not only with the face, but with mm -hmm. your shoulder. This is very important. And those also with the hand, they are very, very important. And uh, here, for example, when I l watch this, mm -hmm. I can't recognize myself. For mm -hmm. me, it's another person. It's not me. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm not the same on live and on stage, but I think uh, every artist is like this. On stage, you, you are somebody else. And, uh, you know, when I was young, I had a lot of complexes, you know? like a lot of persons. You know? And I, when I play a character, a part of complex goes away. Yeah. Maybe for this, I was very happy to sing uh, uh, and to play uh, Cyrano. Mm -hmm. Because Cyrano is like this. He has this complex of this nose. He thinks he's uh, ugly. And uh, in fact, he decides to be good in everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, because he's Cyrano, he's able to do that. You know? And uh, I like this philosophy. This is philosophy to uh, not to, to be depressed and to go down. For example, I, I spoke uh, about critics, bad critics. Mm -hmm. I receive a lot of bad critics my entire life. But uh, a lot of my colleagues sometimes are destroyed by, by the critics. 
and for me it's vice versa. Uh, the, the, when I receive a lot of bad critics, I feel stronger and stronger. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's like this. And, uh, and vice versa. If the, the critic is uh, better, uh, good for me, I, I'm not comfortable. I say, oh my God, it's true, it's, it's true. I, I, st I start to be um, not comfortable with that, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes I prefer bad critics. Yeah, it's better for me. Really? Just to get that? Yes, to have this, uh, this power to, to say, okay, I will try to do better and better and better. I don't know. I, I feel like, like uh, something unfair, mm. you know? And I said, I, okay, now uh, I never go to, deep the, to depression. And mm -hmm. No, no. It's vice versa. I don't know why I have this. Uh, it, it gives me power. Now, the production that we just saw you worked on with your brothers, mm -hmm. have you done a lot with them? Yes, a lot. The, and, a lot. They, and they directed, do they, when one is listed as director, designer, they, they do everything, everything together. together. And, um, and they, are, they are very ta talented because mm -hmm. they are musicians first. Mm -hmm. They are very good singers. Mm -hmm. One is a tenor, amazing tenor, very, with beautiful top notes. And the other one is also, they are two, both composer, and they, they are sculptor, painter, and mm -hmm. uh, they are, I said all the time, you know Leonardo da Vinci? It's nothing. <laughs> 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 because because they, they do a lot of things. But I'm very, very proud of them because uh, I worked very well with them in uh, Orfe mm -hmm. uh, and the Redis. I made with them, with them uh, Cyrano. I made uh, a lot of things and uh, also uh, composition. Uh, they, they composed an opera for me, a mm -hmm. wonderful one, Le Dernier Jour d'un Condamné. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very strong and powerful story. And uh, yes, well, they know me very well, and they, they know how to, to, to bring the best uh, I have inside to on stage. So the work you do with them or any other director that you really have a sympathy with, does that carry into the next time that you do a particular role? Sure, sure. All the time, you know, it's a, it's a, a seduction between mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the also with the conductor, with the, the partner, and with, uh, with the director. Uh, you must have this communion. If you don't have this, it, the performance will not be good. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, it's very important to seduce the director, and the director must seduce you. And uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a story. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, opera. It's an act of love. Uh -huh. Yeah, with people, with the, the with the audience, with the, with uh, the partners, and with everybody. It's not a fight. It's not a, um, it's not um, something. It's not a battle. Mm -hmm. No. It's an act of love. Now, can you talk a little bit about Cyrano, which has not been seen here mm -hmm. for a while? That opera, I know, is a big favorite of yours. And it's one of my favorites, yeah. You're doing it in New York yes. next year. Next year, yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll see what's happened, because, you know, we'll do the, the original version. Mm -hmm. And uh, this original version, I'm the only one who sang that. Mm -hmm. Never, apart me, sang this version. The original score? The original score from uh, 35, yes. 1935 was made by, composed by Alfano, but after that they, they, um, uh, they sang an, an adaptation mm -hmm. in 1936, an adaptation in Italian. And after that they sang in the same year in Paris the, the, the adaptation of the Italian in French. Yeah, the Italian version was translated back into French. Yes, yes, yes. in French, but it was not the original one. Mm -hmm. The original one is this one uh, uh, I made with my brothers. So we, mm -hmm. we, we made also a DVD, and it's very difficult. Maybe it's the most difficult part I sang in my life. Really? Yeah, very, very, very difficult. It's very high. 
you c it's one tune half than the version uh, yes. you had here at the mm -hmm. Met. Mm -hmm. The entire opera. Yeah. And, uh, and it's longer because uh, they cut a lot. Mm -hmm. This one was an adaptation of the adaptation. Mm -hmm. It's something else. And uh, we'll see, now we have to work on it because uh, uh, it's another version. When, when they asked me to do the, the Cyrano, I said, you know, I can't sing the, the, the adaptation because uh, I sang the version, the tenor mm -hmm. version. I said, oh, no, 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 we'll do your version. And, and now we'll see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they have to adapt because, because uh, even uh, with uh, Francesca Zambello, she has to do uh, new scenes because they cut the most important, the Roxanne kiss. Mm -hmm. They cut this scene. It's like uh, in Hamlet, if you cut, cut to be or not to be. <laughs> You know, for French people, for us, for us, it's terrible not to have this uh, this mm -hmm. scene. And uh, um, now we are, we have to work on it. And uh, I hope it will be nice because uh, it's a wonderful opera, very 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 difficult, very very moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I love this part. Yeah. So it's not just the uh, when you say it's very difficult, it's not just the um, the vocal line, it's the emotional. Everything, yeah. everything, because it's Alfano, and you know Alfano uh, composed the end of uh, Turandot. Yeah. And the, 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 the uh, Cyrano, it's like Turandot. Mm -hmm. Like the end of Turandot for three hours. Three hours. <laughs> yeah? And you have to play, to, to fight, to, to, to be uh, light, and to be uh, sometimes comical, uh, sad, mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. You know, Cyrano, it's very easy. When you, you take the entire uh, literature, uh, what, what you said, the, the, on, on the comedy literature, <laughs> literature, yeah, literature, all the uh, the big big uh, heroes of the literature, yes. I don't know, uh, uh -huh. Don Quixote, uh, Don Quixote, uh, D'Artagnan, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Romeo, Otello, uh, mm -hmm. the entire, all those characters are in Cyrano. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, but it's like this. Cyrano, it's a little bit of everybody. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the most difficult part, I think. Uh, you have to play and to sing.
are you still, well, I shouldn't say still, are you more comfortable singing in French than Italian because it's your native language? Oh, it's the language? same. It's the same. It's, oh, you know, when I have an opera to sing in French, mm -hmm. I warm up the voice in Italian and, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah, no, no, but uh, for me, it's uh, the same. Mm -hmm. No, no problem at all. So as you move along in the career, and obviously you've got your own standard to live up to because mm -hmm. you, you establish a standard in certain parts, when do you know it's time to put a part away? I mean, in other words, do you feel... Till now, I never put a, a part... Uh, really? Right, till now, no. No, no I sang uh, just uh, before, uh, in September, I sang Elisir uh, d'Amore. Mm -hmm. I sang Otello. Uh, I remember singing Elisir uh, d'Amore and uh, Radames. In, mm -hmm. in one week. And after that, Andrea Chenier for the first time here at mm -hmm. the Met. I remember also uh, after, the, after Chenier, I went to Paris to sing Les Pêcheurs de Perles. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I sang uh, Pagliacci. I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, the most important is to sing with your voice, mm -hmm. your own voice. And uh, uh, like tenor from the past, Mm -hmm. You know, tenor from the past, like Gilles or know, Caruso, but uh, uh, till Bergonzi, uh, mm -hmm. they sang the entire repertoire with the same voice. And uh, uh, trying to manage also the light repertoire with the spinto repertoire, lyrico and dramatico. The, it's not easy, it's mm -hmm. true. But I don't want to move and to sing just heavy part. Yes. And no, I think it's very, very um, healthy. Healthy, healthy, yeah. healthy to sing a uh, dramatic part sometimes because you have to find new possibilities. Mm -hmm. But to return also in the light repertoire and lyrical repertoire. And um, every season I have uh, something heavy, mm -hmm. something very heavy, and <laughs> something light, and something not too light, but lyrical. Yeah. And just in any particular order or however it's. No, 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 no. All the time I try to uh, to be ready uh, for the part in the, in the right moment. Mm -hmm. It's not easy sometimes, you know, just uh, this season I had to sing uh, uh, Vasco da Gama. Mm -hmm. It's an opera very, very long, five hours and an hour. Yeah. It's in French and uh, it was totally new for me. And uh, just before that I sang, or after, I don't know, or one month after that, I sang Le Roi Artus. Mm -hmm. And Le Roi Artus, it's like Wagner. But it's like Tristano, but one uh, tune and an half yeah. higher. Uh -huh. But uh, I was happy to do that. Sometimes, you know, it's uh, risky. Mm -hmm. But I like to do that also. Because I, it's, it's all, all the time this young... Uh, uh, shy children, you know, going through the possibilities. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe it's this. So on those engagements where you have more than nine days to prepare, <laughs> what, is, what is your routine like on a performance day? I never had routine in this profession. Never. Really? Never. Never. So just sing when it's time to sing? Uh, yeah. For me, every night, it's a miracle. Every night. It's a miracle to be able to sing first. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle when you can uh, uh, sing the entire opera mm -hmm. till the end. It's a miracle when the day after you feel comfortable. It's a miracle. Everything is a miracle. But you know why? Because you have two small 
vocal cord, no? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you do an effort, your body is, uh, you have a transpiration, you, know? so, uh, yeah. you are sweating. Yes. But, okay, it's outside your body and you can see and you can uh, do with your, you can, you can dry that. Mm -hmm. But when it's inside, in your focal cord, mm -hmm. you have the same, uh, same thing. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it can be a phlegma, you know, or catar or something mm -hmm. like this. And sometimes you have this even speaking and you, f you do, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. But when you are doing a top C or, and you have this, it's impossible to do something, you know? And for this, I said all the time, when you sing well an entire night without this uh, small uh, dirty sound, mm -hmm. it's a miracle. It means you had no phlegma uh, in the right moment. This is a miracle. <laughs> I have another miracle. The first time I interviewed this gentleman was 20 years ago. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say the same for myself. <laughs> However, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to episode 33 of the Metropolitan Opera Guild podcast. If you liked this style of episode and want to hear more artist interviews, please let us know by leaving a comment or a review in iTunes. We do read all of the reviews and we take everyone's comments and input into consideration when planning future episodes. Next week, we will be presenting an episode in lecture format in which Ira Sif talks about the history and legendary performers of the old Metropolitan Opera House where the company was based until it moved to Lincoln Center in 1966. Until then, I'm your host, Naomi Baratera, and thank you for listening. <laughs>